really hot in Scotland, which feels like crime against God. It's like not what Scotland should be. At no. All. It's like, boil- I was going to go to the beach today, but, um, Ooh. but then I found out um, that they pump sewage into the beach I wanted to go to. <laughs> this, guy, this, this Scottish guy was like... Um, so that you can't enjoy it. <laughs> he was like telling me where to swim at Portobello, and I thought right, okay. he was talking about rips. You know what a rip oh, is? In like, a, like a kind of tight Yeah, and thing, I was like... Yeah. Oh, like a rip tight? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I'm from Sydney, I'll be fine. And then he's like, mm. no, this is where they pump the sewage. And I was like, okay, please tell me everything if I'm going to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the shit beach. Yeah, it's the shit beach. But yeah. apparently it's the best one, but it's still pumped full of sewage. Oh, okay. It's like a mud bath. It's actually good. I People travel so. miles to go to the sewage beach. Yeah, but it's better than nothing to have a yeah. shitty swim than have no swim. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I suppose they must treat the sewage before they pump it. You reckon? I don't think they're allowed to just pump raw sewage into the sea. Well, it's got to go somewhere. There's a sewage plant. And you think after it goes yeah. to the sewage plant that it gets pumped out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is And I think they must they must presumably, like, do something to it before they, like... I don't, I don't know what sewage treatment involves. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. It's not my area. <laughs> but I think they do something to make it not, like dangerous or right so this scottish person was just trying to scare me then it sounds like yeah yeah there's a there's a big sewage treatment works in in beckton in london that i drive past quite often on my way to work yeah i go there and i swim (laughs) (laughs) i'm just let me in the tank guys it's good for the lungs like fucking edwards is here yeah it helps you like uh prevent COVID if you just swim in there once a week it's like nothing's gonna touch that's you. right you've got so many other diseases COVID's yeah. <laughs> not even you'd give COVID a disease forget getting the booster jump in the treatment plan yeah COVID has caught me <laughs> <laughs> it's not shaking me off um yeah but yeah like I'm, I always like the descriptor raw sewage as if there's there, there needs to be some kind of like some kind of distinction between raw sewage and what cooked sewage like what what is it after <laughs> refined what sewage. is it after yeah mm. Oil yeah, in exactly. the bag sewage. <laughs> Poli- polished sewage. Well, this is what I'm finding out, that there's two different types of sewage. Mm. And that, I yeah. mean, yeah, that um, it's news to me. I just, I was always, yeah. I was living a life of being like, no sewage is my rule. Yeah. I'm going to stick to that. But now I know there's two different types. Might have to change my perspective on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you can probably still keep no as a rule. But <laughs> if you have to pick one, there is a lesser evil yes. there. Yes, yeah, yeah, Just yeah, so yeah. you're aware okay, of Okay, it's good. If I come across it, I'll be ready to go now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so therefore, yeah, there's this bit of the A13 that just stinks because it goes past the sewage work. Yeah. Um, and it's been, it's been like extensively referenced in grime music. Oh, nice. Apparently there's like a song, I think Nate was telling me about it, where it's like, your girl's pom-pom smells like the A13 Becton <laughs> turn-off, which is simultaneously like just so Alan Partridge at the yeah. same time. That's what I mean, like rap music, grime music is actually so funny. It's like funnier than so many comedians doing shows at Edinburgh Fringe. Like just yeah, so yeah, many yeah. of the lyrics are like so much more poetic and actually have punchlines. Just in death. God, there are some people here without punchlines. Oh, it's so good. I'm having the best time. It's so funny. Because it's like, it's such a like Sam mystery. Sam came and saw my show yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, your show was terrific. Your show was great. Oh, and there you. was more punchlines than I think many shows that I've seen, any show I've seen so far. But there's, I, I went and saw some free fringe stuff, like just lineup shows in the free right, fringe. Right, right, right. And my Cheering God, yourself it's up. a bit of fun. Like at the Pear Tree, I went in there, I watched a late night thing last night and oh, okay. it was unbelievable. Just, I don't know where they, comedy is too accepting, I think. Like, mm-hmm. it's just the catchment, <laughs> the, ca- the catchment net is just, it's massive. No one, there's no filter. If you want to do it, you do it. And it's, yeah. you see more it all. Barriers to, more barriers exactly. to entry to comedy, mm. I think. Yeah. yeah you got to go through the sewage treatment plant first. 
I always took like just a just a just a basic joke test, like not like not like anything, not like a driving test, but mm. like like a like a moped test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough. CBT in comedy. Yeah, <laughs> I I often have this conversation with my friends that everyone should be given. I call it a tap. So you get to tap one person on the shoulder a year that should quit. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you, and like, so if you get the tap, you have to quit. You're out. Right, and it's okay. like, so you'd be just so worried. That would make people be so much better. You'd be so mm. worried about getting the tap. Would you, would you tap someone really good though? Like competition? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I don't think I would because I think you have to use it in the right way. Because there's so mm. many people that quit comedy and their lives are so much better. You know, like they're out of it and then their uh, lives, they, yeah. get a, they just start working a normal job and they can have everything that normal people want. You know what yeah. I mean? And, I, and I'll try to do it. I'll try to set people free. Mm, yeah, yeah. People who are like, they're trapped in comedy. Oh, actually. yeah. They're like, they're like Sisyphus, you know, they're yeah. like, they're fucking rolling that COVID lockdown joke up the hill <laughs> every day only to have it roll back down on top of them. Just yelling the banana bread at the unchanging faces of the gods. <laughs> It would be fun. I also think that's. I also think that's really good because um, I don't know. I don't know if you have this in Australia. I assume you have some kind of. Sec- do you have a, a a secret service in Australia? Or um, I, assume, I kind of assume do. you don't. No, I kind I mean, of assume you're winging that's it. That's so patronising. <laughs> of course we do. They're they're called ATO. They're so secret. You haven't even heard of them. That's how good they are. Exactly. Because um, <laughs> here, if you are um, if you are a little kind of obnoxious scrote mm. doing PPE or something and someone clocks you and thinks that you'd be good in like MI5 yeah. you get what's called the tap on the shoulder oh. so I think it's doubly funny um, to do it that, but it's the other way around in comedy <laughs> to, yeah we're doing it but for but for comedy it's like yeah. oh yeah you know he got you know he got the tap really what is he is he going out to Iran? No. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, he's no. just he's, he's just not he's just not center. allowed to make jokes about like about the about the lockdown anymore. You could you could combine the two things. I think that could work very well. Like this guy, no one's heard of this guy. He's perfect for MI5. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever remembered ranks. this man. <laughs> also, you would probably need the Secret Service to convince mm. some of these comedians to quit. Like it would have to be oh, like yeah. the government intervening here to stop you from doing comedy. Mm. So they might have to do the tap. I don't think it would work. For other comedians, yeah, no, I can just see full that. expansion of the prevent program, yeah. just all the way into comedy. I actually, would be doing the nation a favor, telling a lot of comedians yeah, to I prevent. It's been such a weird start to the podcast. I've come on with the most negative energy of all time. Oh no, believe me, it's an energy we often bring to this <laughs> podcast. It's what we like. It's very jarring, actually. I find when you meet someone from the comedy industry who's completely uncynical. Oh, and yeah, it's going yeah, like, yeah. I want more people to start comedy. I just think it's it's a wonderful thing, and I and it's like, no, fuck yeah. off. Yeah, there are people, too many already. Well, I often think that's not. I don't understand how they do comedy because to me, being cynical and kind of negative is a core value in being funny. Yeah, like it's you can't be an overwhelming ball of positivity mm-hmm. and be funny. I just don't yeah. think. Then you're a clown. Work. When people are like, I just love to help other people out. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you want to push them in front of a bus? That's what you want to do deep down. Yeah. So you're so you're so you're a wet wipe and a liar <laughs> at the same time. Two of the worst things to be. Um, it would be funny to. Yeah. No. It's the it's the it's the same it's the same with writing. Um, people like people like to put about this kind of uh, this kind of like don't fall for the scarcity mindset. And it's like, yeah, but there is scarcity and there is a finite mm. amount of money in creative industries so no you don't want to encourage more people to go into them absolutely i mean yeah this is real talk now i, I agree di- i want to di- i want to discourage i want to discourage 
Like the next time I get invited to go to a school to talk to the kids, I will discourage them from writing. Actually, to be fair, I, di- I that's what I do every time <laughs> I get invited to do something of this sort. I say like, if you're smart, don't do it. Be a doctor. Yeah. Like what you t- like? No, why are you even asking me about writing? Don't be a writer. It's miserable. It's a miserable life. It's good jobs at the sewage treatment plant. Yeah, exactly. Waiting to be filled. Would you like to know some information about the uh, about the sewage treatment process that I've been reading while we've been talking? Oh, I thought we'd been locked in an engaging conversation. I thought you'd been unusually quiet, actually, Phoebe. <laughs> I was. Well, I was. I was reading a section from Thames Water, um, and. <laughs> Section two, screening the wastewater, I think is really funnily passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so first we remove large objects that may block or damage equipment or pollute our rivers. This includes items that should never have been put down the drain in the first place. <laughs> mm. Okay, yeah, dead babies, aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such as nappies, wet wipes, sanitary items, and cotton buds, and sometimes even things like bricks, bottles, and rags. Bricks, bricks. Oh, man. You can't put when a the, brick who's down back the in, toilet. When the cops are raiding your apartment for brick theft. <laughs> and you're like, oh fuck, I've got to get rid of get this. rid of the brick. Who's the oh, guy? go back to jail <laughs> but what kind of like gurney water pressure do you have in your like tap that you could somehow try to get a brick break it up to how do you get it down the yeah you break it up into chunks yeah like, it's not going the... down a toilet it's not going into a you sinkhole think a toilet <laughs> put a brick through <laughs> maybe it just means down the drain just in general but mm. i think i think they should i think they should make that a bit clearer yeah um and then there's some just really disgusting stuff about sludge oh. which apparently is a technical term Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's... Did uh, it mention anything about swimming at Portobello Beach in Edinburgh? No, because this, this is Thames water. I imagine we would have to find some manner of uh, scotch water. Mm, scotch water. Uh, scotch water. <laughs> okay. Now <laughs> we're getting somewhere. Far more separatist. Anti-union scotch water, water okay. treatment. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, what we do oh, in the good. scotch water. That is correct. Um I've had my share of dealings with Thames Water, but I feel like we won't we won't go into it now. Um, but the ability okay, of the drains guys to be best. like rodding a drain that smells disgusting and like eating a cheese sandwich <laughs> with their other hand at the same time is like quite prodigious. Just guys who've become entirely desensitized to human piss and shit <laughs> should never happen. Yeah. You should ne- the sight of a human shit should always make you cower and run away in fear. It shouldn't make you think I could eat lunch right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're so busy as the drains guy. You've got to be doing a working lunch. You know? Yeah, of course. Other people eat lunch at their desk. The yeah. drains guy, that is his <laughs> desk. You know? And I would encourage us to follow our friends in the EU who do not put bricks down their toilets. Uh, Honestly, the amount of wet wipes you've put down the drain, it's almost putting me off my pokeball. I can't do any Scottish accents, but I, I, I very much admire every every English person. Every English person can do a Scottish accent, and it does feel patronising when they do it. Well, I was showing off. Yeah, or showing off, but also like making fun of Scottish people. Oh, okay, yeah. But then, um, no, we're allowed to do that. We've it's, it's been, been approved. It's been through, yeah. it's been through the it's been through the AG, AGM. We're yeah. allowed we to. We do a lot of other English accents as well. When it comes to the kind of the the interunion disputes, the rules are. Uh, well, me and Milo disagree on um, on the subject of Wales. I think let, let let Wales do what they want. Milo thinks that uh, we don't have to listen to the Welsh. No, I, I, that his, sounds good. Uh, that's his sta- mm. that's his stated position. Um, we think Scots a fair game. Yeah, I do. I do think we should let the Welsh do what they want. I just don't. I just don't take the uh, the Welsh nationalists seriously. I think okay. that's the because it's like there's no way that country can survive on its own. It can't. 
Scotland, maybe. I mean, maybe. But Wales, nah. I just think, happening. why can't you guys all get along? Yeah. Oh, I like, I, I like them all. That's a great question. I don't have any problem with the other members of the union. I think they're all nice lads. I mean, there's some people in Northern Ireland who aren't very nice lads, but generally speaking, Northern Irish are nice too. Um, I, think we've deci- I think we've decided the, rule, the rules are six counties, not fair game, Scotland, fair game. Yeah. That's what I think. That's the that's the decision. That's yeah, the, that's the position. Wait, uh, no, we've, position we've done we've done Northern Ireland before. I think the position we came to is you can you can definitely take the piss out of violent paramilitaries because they're definitely cunts on both sides. Um, yep, fine, okay. Yeah, you can't take the piss out of you know the various political struggles that are there. Um, there aren't any. There aren't any Welsh violent par- paramilitaries. No, which seems a shame. that would be fun. Actually, I would like. I would like Welsh nationalists to have violent paramilitaries. I think that would be... I want to see Liz Truss have to deal with that. A Welsh uprising. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Hello and yeah. welcome to Masters of Our Domain, <laughs> a podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. Um, this week we are talking about season six, episode one, The Chaperone. Um, and we are being ably chaperoned by uh, all the way from down under. It's That's Sam it. Taunton. Hey guys, thank you for having me. How exciting is this? Very. Do you know um, Jerry Seinfeld has a very bizarre connection to Australia, my home country? I do not. So um, I do not. Jerry Seinfeld doesn't do like a lot of advertising stuff. I don't okay. know if you're aware, but he's quite a wealthy man and doesn't need oh. to. Yeah, he's is doing he? quite well financially. He's, he's not still doing the clubs. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, he's kind of moved on. He's mm-hmm. basically self-sufficient at this right. point. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, but in like the early 2000s, um, he did an ad for a very small like credit union in Australia. So in Australia, right, there's okay. a town called Newcastle, very similar to the Newcastle here uh, yeah. in England. It's near Sydney, right? Yeah, it's about two hours north of right, Sydney. Okay, yeah. It's like a very working class town. Population, mm-hmm. about 500,000. Right? So it's like, it's a city. Yeah, yeah. But they have like a small bank there, Newcastle Credit Union. It's like not anywhere else in Australia. Right, okay. And somehow, like normally their ads, it's like small local TV there. Normally their mm-hmm. ads are just like whoever's on the street, they can just grab. Sure. They somehow got Jerry Seinfeld to do an ad for the bank. Were they blackmailing him? Did he do something <laughs> in Newcastle, Australia? Well, that no one really knows how... He did that. So he didn't come to Australia to do it. He shot it from a green screen right. in New York. He did it out the front of like on the street in Newcastle. They put it in a green screen and he was like, I love this bank. And apparently the guy who, there was like a guy who wrote the ad knew, knew another writer at Seinfeld or something like that. And then he was like, hey, can you do this ad? And it's like still one of the only ads Jerry Seinfeld's ever done. Huh. You can this find like it. like a Look Seinfeld it plot line. Newcastle Credit Union, Jerry Seinfeld ad. Yeah. It was huge news in Australia. My agents booked me to do an ad for a small bank in Australia. That's literally the copy. Like, that's literally what he was doing. He was doing stand-up <laughs> like that, being like, Newcastle, come on. It's like crazy. Who are these people? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that's good trivia. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I'd say that's some of the best trivia we've ever had. I can't. It is. The, the, the first piece of information I've managed to find about mm. it um, is from uh, a presumably local Australian news site, and it has a word in the <laughs> in the headline that I have never never heard before, and I don't know what it means. Okay, it's okay, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a bash at pronouncing okay. it. But spruiking, 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 spruik like S P R U spruiking I K I N G yeah spruiking as in to like um call someone in. You'd spruik a show. Have you never heard this term? 
Am I having a stroke? What's going on? Spruiking. Spruiking. So it would be like, hey, uh, so when you're flying a show for example, you'd be mm-hmm. spruiking it. You'd be like, I'm spruiking my show to you. Have you right. never heard this term? No. Does it, does it mean like promoting? Uh, yeah, kind of promoting. Or like I feel like it, it, it goes back to like someone out the front of a shop like trying to call people in and trying oh, to plug the right. shop. I feel like yeah. that's the term. Six for five pound, one pound fish the, type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this could be colloquially very Australian. I'm not sure, but I thought this was a very well-known word. I have it's, never, it's I have never heard or seen this word it's before. Definitely not British or American because well, I would this, have heard it. This podcast is off to a red hot start. But I'm. It could be French. Yeah, I, I'm or just Swedish. trying to think. Australians are not known to take many words from the French. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> apart from you know, uh, snag. Snag, uh, yeah, 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 Barbie, um, yeah, exactly, <laughs> le, le barbe, uh, the classic French word, um, yeah, cunt, of course, yeah, cunt, yeah, that's a yeah, popular that's one, a big one. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, I'm wondering what group will have brought this word to Australia because it it sounds almost like Dutch or something, like from the spelling. Yeah, I could feel like if that was like a if that was like an Afrikaans word, I would completely believe it. Oh yeah, spruik yeah, spruik yeah. It's got that like harsh sound yeah, to I'm it. Spruiking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it could threatening. Be. There's a lot of South Africans in Australia. I don't know. I feel like it's been around mm. for uh, a lot of like yeah for all all forever. Of South Africans in Australia. They all turned up in the early nineties. Weird. Yeah, it's anyway. such a weird. Community. And they also just came. They came to Perth, which is the closest. It's like they just got out of South Africa, yeah, yeah, yeah. just got to Australia, and were like we'll stop. Like here. They just had enough fuel in the boat. To oh get there. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they all stayed there, and it's also and it's almost like they recreated what they had, <laughs> 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 just in another place, very isolated. No one else can get to it. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's loads of English people in Perth too, which is the same sort of thing. It's like the first bit of Australia you would reach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the UK, so they're like, well, this will do. do. Yeah, why not? <laughs> They probably think it's Perth, Scotland. They probably think, well, God, it took longer than usual to get here, but I suppose you can get stuck on the MC. <laughs> Global warming's really kicked in. It's really kicked in. <laughs> Scottish people. Time to go, time to, go to the, to the striptease joint and sprit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is where that, I reckon that maybe is where it's from, because if you walk through like King's Cross in Sydney or like any kind of red light district in Australia, there are just people out spruiking strip clubs quite a lot, being like, come on in. Quite aggressively. Oh, that as is well. the that is the example that is used on uh, dictionary.com. There you go. It is And it's crazy I know men, that as well. Menu spruik outside uh, outside striptease joints. Wait, sorry, your red light district is also called King's Cross? Yes, in Sydney. Yeah, very oh. yeah, very famously. Yes, yes, yes. It's almost like oh, yeah, funny. we should the it's they tried to copy a lot of what's going on over here in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it's got So wait, hang on. Duolingo yes. Australian. Um, was, that's was King was King's Cross in Sydney named by the settlers? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's just I just think that's quite I just think that's quite funny. Not an Aboriginal in, king. No, Scott. yeah, they, they, yeah. Um, no, because you know, you know what the crosses in this country are named after, right? I do not know. I don't think they I know. Are that. named? They are named after the stops of on the funeral procession of Edward the First's wife. Oh. Um, so every place the funeral procession, they took the co- they took the coffin all around the country, and every place the pro- uh, the funeral procession stopped was marked with a cross. And so there's King's Cross, Banbury Cross, uh, Charing Cross, Vauxhall which Cross. is what is there a Vauxhall Cross? Yeah, well, so you know that's what the MI6 headquarters is called, Vauxhall Cross. That's right by Vauxhall Station. Oh, so I presume, oh, even though the station's not called Vauxhall Cross, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, but anyway, if it's got a, if it's got a cross in the name, it mean it's been it was named after. Uh, a stopping point of the funeral procession and charing which is where like i think was like the final place mm. is a kind of archaic french word which means beloved queen oh my god yeah. 
There well, you go. I, I don't think our King's Cross shares that similarities. I f- well, I'm, I'm, assu- I'm assuming they didn't <laughs> take the coffin to Australia. Tra- Can you imagine? Bit of a torture <laughs> lay. This woman <laughs> just rotting in the sun in the Middle <laughs> Ages. Not the, tra- Six the traffic road. really is terrible. <laughs> this box is really starting to smell bad at this point. <laughs> People lining the streets to see it immediately. They're like, oh, no, this was a mistake. Having to cover this their nose. This is worse than the A13 Becton Turner. <laughs> Um, I assume King's Cross Station in Sydney, and this is very boring Sydney mm-hmm. geographical stuff, is named because it was probably one of the first uh, stations built out the, built outside of the main city loop. And so they probably named it with a big station in London. Right, okay. Yeah, well, and King's Cross is similar in, in London in that it's like a, it's like in the centre, but it's kind of on the edge of the centre. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. which is what King's Cross in Sydney. It's the gateway to the eastern mm. suburbs is what I would say. Mm. Um, yeah. Interesting. It's not. It's not a. Re- it's not a red light district strictly, but it used to be. It used to be associated with sex work. Yeah, not so yeah, much yeah. anymore because it's gentrified. But um. Oh yeah. Oh, so wait, King's Cross, London. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly yeah. the same with with King's Cross. It got. It's been gentrified dramatically in the last ten years, and now it's like quite ritzy, uh, fancy apartments and stuff. But it's mm. still lingering. A lot of these strip clubs. It's still there. The undercurrent. It's. It's kind of exciting to see them still hanging on for as long as they can. But they will be... And, and the men spruiking. The men spruiking. I don't know where they went. I feel bad for it. They, uh, spruiking they had away. one talent, and that was to yell at other men to get them into strip clubs. And now mm. I don't know what they're going to do for work. It's 11.30 and the clubs are spruiking, spruiking. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new favourite Early word. 20th yeah. century of unknown origin. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, because I feel like normally when you when you learn Australian terms of phrase, they're more like combinations of words you do know, but you haven't heard used in that way before, like bachelor's handbag or... Bachelor's handbag? Yeah. I've never heard that before. Uh, apparently, this is... Uh, Muggleton was telling me this. Apparently, it's an Australian slang term for, you know, when you buy a, rotisser- a hot rotisserie chicken and it oh, comes yeah, yeah, in yeah. one of those bags. Yeah. Oh, um, no, yeah, I have heard that as well. Yeah, Australians are obsessed with, um, like, a roast chook in a bag. Oh, uh, yeah. We it, like that here, too, to be fair. I'm a fan. In a bag? In a bag. You buy it in a bag. But you would be, like, if you walked into, like, our equivalent of a Sainsbury's or a Tesco, yeah, there'd yeah, be yeah. 200 chickens in bags ready to go for the oh, day. That's a lot. It's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. you would buy, like, I would Sounds eat. Sounds great. I would eat three a week, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that in supermarkets here, but there would not be 200. But they do come in a bag. I've just found out that you call homogenized milk homo milk. <laughs> We're a very funny country, okay? <laughs> We like to laugh. In, tr- <laughs> in trying to find out information about the origin of the word spruiking, that's what I've come that across. That is crazy that that so came up. Have you found any more out about Jerry Seinfeld's bizarre ad in Newcastle? Or we got sidetracked by the word spruiking? Okay, no, actually, yeah, no, I have. Mm. And it's actually really, it's actually really sweet. Um, in, a, in a phone call from New York, the start, this is from Newcastle Herald, so the local yeah. Newcastle paper. publications this week. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Um, in a phone call from New York, the star whose agent repeatedly knocks back 50 commercial overtures a week hinted it was more about feel than fiscal reward. I don't <laughs> think that? about money too much these days. I like to do things because they feel right. So he just really believes so in the product. He just vibed it out. That's, cr- that's insane. What era was this from? Uh, I want to say it's probably got the date there, but I reckon it was like early 2000s. Okay, right. It was a so while it's like ago. post Seinfeld. Post Seinfeld, but or maybe 2010, maybe. Maybe it's getting. Maybe it's a oh, decade okay. on from Seinfeld potentially. Mm. I'm not sure if there's a year there. It was like I remember it being quite vivid in my maybe yeah teen years potentially. Oh no, oh, late okay. teen years. He follows up with an observation, which I think is proof that uh, Jerry's in on the whole CIA inventing Australia scam. 
the only thing I don't like about Earth is they put Australia a little too far away. Mm. What a weird thing to say. That's interesting. Mm. Said by a man who doesn't want to get, who has enough power to do the ad from a green screen and not travel to Australia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Jerry Seinfeld well, coming this is, this for the CIA there. He's like, I don't like, I don't yeah. like where you put it. <laughs> yeah. Could you put it a little bit closer? Yeah. If you're going to um, invent a country or- for the purposes of a big intelligence cover-up, why you got to put it so far away? Then why do I have to fly for 24 hours to get there? Mm. Uh, the Okay, the, the origin of the word is definitely unknown. There's a suggestion that it might come from German, Dutch, or Yiddish. Right, okay. Yiddish. Okay, that would be a huge th- curveball. I, th- I think Yiddish is probably a little bit unlikely. Um, yeah. Dutch, I like Dutch. I, I think that could be... you never know. It feels Dutch. It has the kind of absurdity of a Dutch word. Well, the Dutch got to Australia before the Brits. Did you know that? Did they? They got there in like the early 1600s. Well, I guess they colonised all that like barley and stuff around there. So they got there kind of... and then they, um, they got to Tasmania quite early. It used to be called Van Diemen's Land. Ah, yeah, so it yeah, did. Yeah, right, yeah. that makes sense. And it's okay. still like there are still little like nods to the Dutch in Tasmania briefly. A few things referenced. People it. wearing blackface, things yes. of that nature. <laughs> Everyone's spruiking left, right, and center in there. <laughs> Everyone is spruiking. Um, but then they they had the good sense to just rack off, and then yeah. uh, the English came in and ruined it all. Yeah, there you go. The English came, and then you know, two hundred, three hundred years later, here we are. Here we are. Exactly. We've got we've got Utes. <laughs> we've got the bachelor's handbag. They landed there a couple of times, but didn't colonize because they only landed in like arid areas. Yeah, right. So, you- God, we're really learning a lot today, this aren't we? Good. This is good. The See, Julius I, Caesar. I, yeah, I don't know a lot about this podcast, but at the moment, I'm loving this deep dive we're doing right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that. Well, that's another like turning point in history thing that like Ju- Julius Caesar invaded Britain and like basically took a bunch of scouts and they went around it and they was like. No, this place sucks. It's cold and it's wet, and the people are absolute cunts. Like they're so hard to call. He's like, nah, we're not doing this. And it was only because, like, a hundred years later, the Emperor Claudius was like really desperate for some some wins to chalk up. So he yeah. was like, we're gonna have another crack at Britain. But for years, the Romans were like, not worth it. But then, didn't they? Why did the Romans leave? They just got enough. They were like, enough's enough. This sucks. I think it was basically just that the Roman Empire was kind of collapsing. Uh, basically, the same reason the Americans left Afghanistan. <laughs> they were just kind of like, we, we've got too many other problems. <laughs> like, they're not leaving because they, they think they it's the right they thing didn't to leave. do. They didn't leave per se. They got sublimated. Yeah. Well, some of them left, and some of them, you know, well, I heard they just some of them just kicked around just, and were like, oh, I guess what, I guess we're like, you know, whatever now. They just abandoned London, isn't that? I, that's where I read that. That one day they just were like, enough is enough. Yeah, no, no, they, they, they did. They, uh, there, there was a, there was a kind of mass, um, mass exodus out of, out of London. Imagine if that's that happened true. today. Like people how, kept putting the rent up. <laughs> the, the ball pit what bar the, opened, if, and what, the Romans all, were like, now nah. the Romans left. <laughs> if all the Romans left London, yeah, that would fucking suck. With just like a big chunk, yeah. Finally, you could afford to rent a flat in that goddamn town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, finally. Right, Shoreditch is suddenly deserted. I swear there were a bunch of guys in sandals around here a minute ago. A little bit of topical, topical humour there. R.I.P. Julius Caesar. You would have loved the box park. Um, it was. It was in Caesar's attempted, um, attempted, in, attempted invasion of of Britain that uh, his that his sailors got got freaked out by the people with the woad, right? Mm. Which, to be fair, the, that's the, exactly what Woad is intended to do. So that that's Woad working. They kind of like sort of, sa- like sort, of sa- sort of sailed up to the edge, and then there were all these kind of like lads kind of lining lining the coasts with the Woad on their faces, sort of like hollering, what, and they were just like, you, oh, you absolutely not. No, so what, the, I don't know. The, 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 like the warlike peoples of Britain before it was, they used to like 
they would fight naked and they would paint oh, themselves yeah. blue with this kind of like herb called woad. Oh, okay. I have seen imagery of this before. Yeah. But I, I didn't know what it, the name was or what it referenced. Um, and I think the point of it was to freak people the fuck out, which apparently is what it succeeded in yeah, doing. It so. would freak me out if a, great, great a, a naked blue man just started running Imagine someone me. doing that in a mixed bill at the fringe, coming out naked, painted blue. You'd laugh at whatever Well, it said. probably would win a fucking award at this festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More likely than not. Yeah, absolutely. More likely than not. Um, are you still technically a white man if you're painted blue? Exactly. That's yeah, the real right. question. Um, so we open with a bit. Uh, where uh, Jerry is going in on something that's had it too easy for too long. It's baseball. Um, another thing that's beloved of the Dutch, uh, along with Tasmania and spruiking. Um, and he's saying, I think it's good when the baseball umpire is fat, because if you don't have to play baseball, you should be as fat as possible. I think he should be allowed to eat during the game. It's a good bit. It's a, it's a confusing bit. It's a, I was thinking... It's a, conf- it's a confusing bit, I, I think. I was watching this thinking... I got quite distracted. I just started daydreaming mm. that I was writing, like my my job was to write the stand up at the start of right, like, okay, Seinfeld yeah. episodes. And I'm like, <laughs> there would be no better job. Uh, the most distinct, the bits don't really even have to make sense. Like I didn't really understand mm. what he was talking you're about. You're in the writers' room. You're on secondment from Newcastle Credit Union. <laughs> like, yeah. Normally, I'm an actuary in the mortgage department, but I did a swap. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they sent Jerry here. I've gone in to write his stand-up. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Seinfeld writer somewhere, like just g- giving loans that are j- badly due diligence. <laughs> um, yeah, but it would be such a good gig just to write because yeah, you just have to write it in his voice and his tone, and people will mm. like laugh along to it. it. The bits don't really have to make sense or have like hard-hitting punchlines. I don't. You got to throw in a "Who are these people?" Yeah, who are uh, these people? What are they yeah, doing? Have yeah. you seen this? A lot of that stuff. Did you yeah. in Australia have that um, have that reality TV show from about I don't know fifteen twenty years ago where they um, where people where two people would like swap jobs for a week? Oh, faking it was that faking yeah. it? Um, yeah, that's what they should do with <laughs> with Seinfeld and an employee. <laughs> at, and it would at always be like an accountant and like a surf instructor. Like it, yeah, you know, right. yeah, like but but that's because they couldn't do it with like anything important. They couldn't like <laughs> an accountant and a bank manager. Like oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's like the d- yeah, but they couldn't have like like a, like a like a surgeon and like and somebody who is you know not a surgeon. Well, that would be funny. It was like the TV show Wife Swap. I was like, they never like oh, went fuck. hard enough with Wife Swap. It was always just like a slightly upper class family and like a middle class family. It was like, why don't you fucking really throw like roll the dice with like who you're swapping into families? Like yeah, a swinger family. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like a nudist family and then like a Ooh. like an Amish family or something. Yeah, to be fair, actually, with Brit- I think with the British wife swap, they did kind of go in that direction. Oh, did they? British reality TV from the 2000s is fucking insane. Yeah. The extent to which, like, they were all doing so much coke, and they were like, right, we're, we're going to make someone kill themselves. <laughs> that was their basic objective half of the time. Well, I still think it's a bit insane. I recently watched some early seasons of Love Island over here. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And everyone's just, like, chain-smoking cigarettes. Like, it's, it seems so insane to me. They're just on a reality TV show in a house, just smoking cigarettes constantly. Wait, early seasons of Love Island. When is this from? When are we talking? Oh, like maybe the season one or two. 
But I'm thinking, so there was a, hang on, because Love Island's not a very old show. It's maybe started in like Big Brother? Oh, no, no, okay, I'm not talking, mean, I'm talking about this current Love Island, only like probably five years ago. Oh, right, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, not even that, even to me, that's crazy. That and they're all chain smoking cigarettes. They're smoking cigarettes. I guess they're mostly outside, are they, when they're at the yeah. place? Yeah. Yeah, 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 but still, it's a, isn't that a bizarre thing? And now they're all like Zoomers, so they're all like health, you know, none of them, none of them smoke, none of them have sex. None of them are even vapor. No, no one's having sex? Apparently, no. no. They all just want sponsorship deals, so they can't afford to prejudice it in any way. They just oh. have to like they all want to get on the Newcastle Credit Union gravy train. <laughs> the Love Island people. Although apparently, um, they might be having sex, but they're just not talking. They're just not talking about it because mm. they come up with like we- they come up with like weird slang to describe sexual activity. Mm. A because they're like bloodless, completely smooth in the swimsuit area like Ken dolls um but also because if they admit if they admit at any point to doing anything with someone then the producers are allowed to screen whatever they've done holy hell um so if they don't want themselves getting finger blasted (laughs) i heard you and davide were spruiking in the living closet well can i guys let you in on a bit of tv magic my girlfriend is an editor post-producer on the australian version of um love island i've heard the australian version is wild yeah it's like the craziest people you'll ever find in australia (laughs) they all sound like it makes me like cringe even i i cringe hearing them talk their australian accents are just like right, her, okay. it's like nails on chalkboard Fantastic. but um so she so she would work on it so she like uh would work overnight so they filmed during the day and then it's mm-hmm. like because they've got to get it out yeah so, it's yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, she yeah, would sure. edit and like work on her segments overnight and so when she would get like bored or like need a little break she would go and just watch them sleep so like there's just cameras on and they're just all mic'd up there's little like condenser mics above the bed and she would just watch them sleep and she she, they're all having sex. She said they're all 100% having sex. And you just, you, you pop your head in and you watch and you're like, dear Lord, like this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the island? Are they all in Tasmania? <laughs> no, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Nauru. No, they did it in, in a place called Byron Bay, but now they're back in Spain. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they're just using the British house now. Oh. Yeah, I think we're just borrowing it for a bit. <laughs> Shipping them. It's going an unnecessarily long way. Oh, we've got to find somewhere with warm weather where you could have people sit around a pool for ages. <laughs> I don't know, Spain? Spain, that'll do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking outside your window at all this like tropical paradise <laughs> and going like, nah, it's probably Spain. Well, I don't think, I think the problem is not Falaraki. There's not enough islands in Australia. I know they don't even do it on a... It's like, where would they go yeah. in Australia? Yeah, the island element isn't really... That would be funny if people got furious when they found out it's not actually on an island. <laughs> well, and that I kind of did. When I did assume it was like waterlocked and they were trapped there, hence them having to find love because they couldn't leave. It's like proper like island yeah, of Dr. Moreau what is this stuff. Fucking, what is this fucking connection yeah. between here and the mainland? This is at best a peninsula. Yeah. <laughs> like there's two options, find love or become a good swimmer because that's the only way off the island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not love archipelago. <laughs> guy guy giving you a speech like one of those one of those like weird prison movies where he's like, there are no walls in this prison. Like The, the sea is your walls. like Alcatraz. Yeah. You know? No one has ever successfully escaped from the love island but that is a better show i've got i've got i've got i've got a pitch it's it's love island but it turns out to be a an abusive psychiatric hospital oh wow and that's the twist at the end shutter island that's really interesting yes that's right love shutter island collab we're trying to convince him that he's an influencer to cure him of his psychotic (laughs) delusions well i've often had this thought about the comedy industry though that what if we're all like 
quite psychotic and like mm-hmm. all like what com- if <laughs> yeah yeah Whoa. imagine that that yeah, would be the craziest yeah, yeah. people thing. in the comedy industry who are badly mentally adjusted and or, and like our everyone's like book all comedy room bookers and managers and agents were actually like our care they're, they're your doctors they're our carers yeah. yeah and we don't we yeah. don't realize and they're just kind of pushing us around and being like great job patting us on the back when we do terribly at a gig they're like that was brilliant people loved it <laughs> And it's like one day I'm going to realise that it's just not real. The pad on the back is very close to the tap. Oh, the don't danger. get me. It's, the tap is like, I would say, three fingers. It's more like, yeah. I'm going to demonstrate. A hand on the back is getting there. If yeah, you see them okay. hide those two fingers, you're in trouble. Yeah, if you see someone start doing the shocker, you know, you're in trouble. <laughs> That's a real... Like panel shows and like Taskmaster and stuff, they're real, but they're real in the way that whatever it is that they watch in the Truman Show is real. Oh, oh yeah. That, they are really being made. It's not an illusion, but... Yeah, exactly. But people are watching it mm. as a kind of as a spectacle, right. not because they expect to laugh. <laughs> it's the only it's the only explanation. It has to be absolutely. I love that you. It has I love to that be. you both run with this crazy theory of mine as well. I really appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> totally. You're plausible. welcome. It's not even it's not even the most peculiar theory that we have developed. You are you are quite Mike. true. There is that, quite true. Sorry, that's that didn't make any grammatical sense. You are like right in a weird way though, in, in the way that you know like a lot of those conspiracy theories are true except for the conspiracy element. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All of those yeah. things do happen and they do sort of happen in a coordinated way, but there's no one actually coordinating it. It's just that that's the way the system works. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and I think similarly with this there's a kind of like open mic self-soothing where they all kind of get together and like tell each other that they're great. Yeah. And that and that system kind of like they don't have a higher authority doing that, but for amongst themselves, it's like a kind of uh, cult religion. Well, yeah, totally. And you could see, I mean, that's probably how I guess how conspiracy theories all start in the world. Like you do put two and two together and you're like this has to be the explanation for it <laughs> because yeah. all these facts are true. <laughs> mm. This is like when I the, the, I was at Phoebe's one night and um Phoebe, Phoebe has a wheeze where she will periodically, if I'm around, she'll get, she'll have like exactly two beers and then she'll want to go through the hinge app on my phone. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and look, look, I'm just, I'm just interested to see what it looks like. I'm practicing empathy. Yeah. All right. I'm doing empathy with men. Don't yeah. expect me to do it often. I like how you're like, you want to see the hinge, like you've, what, you have never seen the hinge app before. It's all the it's, same. It's funny because these women are coming up and Phoebe's like, no. And I'm like, Phoebe, I can't afford to be this picky. <laughs> like you, you got to, you got to <laughs> slow down a bit, but she's like, absolutely not. There's, really? No, there's <laughs> a, th- like, there are only so many conversations I can have with you uh, where women who are very, very obviously mad turn out to be mad. There are only so many conversations, so I thought I would like head that off at the pass. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one girl. Yeah, but rarely do I point out the differences between men and women. But right. watching, yeah, a woman go through a, a male's hinge account is very fun. Like mm. the amount of like, like just thought that goes into it. Whereas like men are like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh. oh no! Don't think I was putting any thought into it. I was like, <laughs> I was, I was reacting like a rat in a maze, just like split second decisions. Yes, no, yes, no. You're yeah. playing with someone's life here, Phoebe. That's big. That some of those could have been the one, you know. Yeah, we don't um, know. We don't know. But yeah, there was this one girl <laughs> who had a who had a bit on her profile that said, um, "Tell me your most controversial opinion." And then I was like, it would be really funny to like her and comment on this that members of the British security services walked the Manchester Arena bomber through passport control at Gatwick Airport, um, which is completely true. And then and then Phoebe was like, yeah, I don't think she's going to get it. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And then she replied like two days later with, that's not the kind of thing I meant. 
No, what she actually what she actually said was this like it was she got really really like affronted and was like so I suppose you've never made a mistake. Oh. <laughs> which is an even which is an even funnier That's response so if you think about is it. Is that what she said? God, I can't even remember. Yeah, she that. she was just like, "Oh, and well, I suppose you're perfect, are you?" <laughs> What an insane response. Also, that's what, because you know you were then screenshotted and just shown to all her friends. Well, this is Phoebe's other thing, is that I am in so many women's group chats at this point. Not for anything bad, just for being weird. Yeah, yeah. It's not a thing. I'm like attempting as your your best mate to uh, protect you from finding your way into the girls' group chat. And yet, because every single thing you do seems geared towards finding your way into the girls' group <laughs> chat. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like of all the places in the world where you would want to be, the girls' group chat, it's like it's so it's so close to the bottom. Yeah, it's not like good. I would put like a military prison above <laughs> the girls' group chat as a good place to find yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, so George is at Yankee Stadium. I'm just mindful of the fact that we've so far talked about the first two minutes of the Seinfeld episode, and we are 41 minutes That's into all the right. podcast. That's true. We haven't we haven't also really properly drawn a conclusion about the opening bit, and we also haven't commented on the fact that he claims that baseball baseball is like sex, and then he doesn't like mm. run with this line at all. He just says it, drops all it. All he had was the first base reference. There were two. He put that mm. in his head, and he's like, "This is enough to go by on stage." <laughs> <laughs> okay, baseball's yeah. a lot like sex. You throw a really hard ball <laughs> yeah. at someone, at someone, and then they smack it into the crowd. You know how we all have right. sex. But the places, yeah. the, the places, Hundreds just called Newcastle. Yeah. They have to like, they have to put up with whatever, whatever gruel I serve up to them. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like baseball. You stand on a big mound. Um, yeah. So yeah, George is at the Yankee Stadium, um, and he, uh, one of the uh, players, is complaining about his uniform. And then George is like, well, well, the problem is it's polyester. That's why you're so hot in it. Um, and, uh, and he's like, you should, you should have cotton uniforms. I'm going to do something about this. And then we cut to Jerry and Elaine who are in the crowd at Yankee Stadium eating hot dogs uh, where they bump into a, a Miss America contestant from Rhode Island. Uh, and Jerry makes a joke about how Elaine should consider being Miss America as a career. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> Elaine should consider that. Yeah, she's like the hottest woman to ever live. Exactly. She yeah. would win. Yeah, of course she would win. She'd be charming. She'd be beautiful. She'd have a terrific she'd secret be charming, truth. She'd be beautiful. Exactly. Her yeah. talent wouldn't yeah. be magic, like, crucially. Yeah. <laughs> she, her, magic, her, her magic trick would just be her radiance. She would just stand there. And people would be like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Her magic trick would be like, uh, like chewing a croissant or something and saying, and saying like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. What's that? that sounded like um oh god what's she called Frances McDormand oh. hmm. great actress <laughs> not as, not not is, as, no, I do. <laughs> she's not as sexy as Elaine but you know no she's not it's just that when you said the okay that was like uh, that was the kind of that was the not specifically Frances McDormand in Fargo okay and I, I don't know oh, yeah? I don't know why this is I don't have a I don't have like a fetish for this or anything but I've noticed that what their time <laughs> Which is a great way to start a sentence. What a way to begin a sentence. (laughs) But like the times when... That's that's an extremely I have a fetish for (laughs) this way to start a sentence. It's only going one way for sure. People think you have a fetish as a way to start a sentence. But like the way, yeah, they often, I think Elaine's like low-key most seductive moments in Seinfeld are when she's like, is when she's like chewing and talking at the same time. There's been a number of incidents of this, and I can't put my finger on why. I don't think this is a thing I've noticed in other women. It's just Elaine. 
What that when she's talking, what you're more attracted like, to her? She's like eating a bagel or something, and she's like she's like talking to like Jerry in a mocking way. This is like quite a regular occurrence in the show. It's definitely like a trope. Um, and I'm like, what is? Why is this hot? I don't know. Why? What is this? I think someone's got a huge crush. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone's got an open mouth chewing yeah, fetish. Yeah, exactly. Is what I think. Yeah, that's my that's my big fetish. I just want just just going around the red light district, paying women to chew for me. <laughs> hey, here's a, a club sandwich. Can you just eat that for me and stare at me in the face? <laughs> yeah. Can you maybe like just open your mouth a bit so I can like not see like all of the kind of the masticated food stuff sitting on your tongue, but like. So that I'm aware of the chewing. It's got to be quite a dry sassy. Food, I think. You don't want. <laughs> yeah, it, to it is be the. Like sa- a... It's like she does say something sassy whilst casually she, yeah, eating. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's because she's being sassy and bratty. I think. Mm. Well, we all all agree. Yeah. We all love who her. doesn't who doesn't love a bratty sub at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> Jerry and George are having a conversation. Elaine's not a sub. Come on, mate. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, Jerry. And- Elaine is a pegger. You know that as well as I do. <laughs> Everyone's talking about getting pegged in this country. I've been reading mm. Prince William's getting pegged. And yeah, that, that has been alleged in the papers. Yeah, yeah, I was reading that in the paper, which is crazy. Presum- presumably by the woman that he was cheating on Middleton with. Not, not by the Queen. No, yeah. Middle- mi- not as a, not by as the a queen. punishment. <laughs> the, queen's the Queen not keeps them all in line with the straps. Yeah, I wasn't suggesting some kind of some kind of incestuous pegging project that's going in going on. Incestuous <laughs> pegging in... project, one of my favourite indie bands from the nineties. <laughs> pegging project. They had three good albums, like, dude. Three good yeah, albums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one really I, bad I, yeah, album. I think I think I think this is talking about the woman who he was cheating yes, on. That Kate was Middleton the articles with. that I read. Kate, Kate, Kate Middleton does not strike me as as a strap wearer. No, no. She she I think has a bit of a Kendall quality. She does, yeah. Yeah, like she's she's hot, but I don't think she fucks. Do you think she's hot? I think she's hot. Yeah, I think she's con- objectively confirmed hot. hot. That's a beautiful woman right there. Beautiful woman, but yeah, I do agree. She's probably not a pegger. I think she's got her eyes on the prize. More things to think. I think she's like, yeah, she's her day's filled up. She's got too much on her plate. For too pegging. much on her plate for pegging. I like, don't have be time like, for this kind of. That frivolous... could have been why William cheated. He was like, hey, could you peg me, sweetheart? And mm. she's like, I've just got a lot of paperwork to do. We're she's in a like pandemic. Looking at her file of facts and just going like, oh, not this week. <laughs> so look, maybe next Tuesday I've got half an hour free in the afternoon, but it's yeah, not going to happen if this week. If you get all the stuff ready, William, maybe yeah. I can. You know, if all I've got to do is just slide into the little belt, strap it on. Yeah. I could maybe. Well, fit I'm that sorry. In. If you're the pegger, you don't have to do that much in the way of prep work. It's the peggy who is having to, who's having to, you know, strategize. Yeah, but strategize. I mean, you've still got to be present. The lot, you know, you've got to be invested. You can't peg someone just if you're not half-heartedly. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like daydreaming <laughs> about, you know, sitting on the the throne eventually. Like you've got to be yeah. all, in the moment, and all you want to do is peg someone. You've got to be the, the thought of the thought of like Prince William. Uh, you know, like on on on, on all <laughs> on all fours, lubing himself up, and then like having a footman like hand him a little bottle of poppers is just <laughs> it's just such a jarring thought. And then know? him asking Kate, and she's like, "Not tonight." And then him having just to sulk away. He's like, "Oh, I'm <laughs> still so on all fours, now. crawling out of the room." <laughs> yeah, you can't stand up. But nanny, I've been so bad. <laughs> Getting... Handing Kate, handing Kate a club sandwich. Could you maybe like north like a corner yeah. of this? I love, I love before you peg. I love getting pegged by a wet nurse. <laughs> um, 
<clears throat> so yeah, Jerry is. You should have someone just to peg you who's called your peg nurse. There you go. I'm sure you could get. You I'm go. sure there are people that do specialize just in pegging. Mm. Yeah, probably. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd imagine so. So Jerry has organized a date with Miss Red Island, um, and he is going for the weekend to Atlantic City. I'm not City. convinced by Miss Rhode Island, by the way. I think she's. I think she's mid. She's pretty cute. I thought. I think this. She's cute, but. No, but that's the thing, Miss Miss Thingy people. They're never like that hot. They're always like pretty, but they're never like. She, I thought she looked like a beauty pageant style of a. You know, she had mm. the aesthetic of a beauty pageant yeah. queen. That's what I kind of mean. As in, like, whenever you see someone who's been like Miss England or whatever, they're never like light speed hot. They're always just kind of like that. Would be like a pretty girl at school, but it's never right. like it's never like Kate Moss. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's always someone who's kind of like, oh yeah, she's nice looking. Yeah. But it still does uh, Which I don't know why that is. I don't know why they're not light speed hot. You'd think. But that's... I think, isn't it because they pride themselves on, uh, you know, it's not just about physical appearance, mm. even though they have a swimsuit section in these yeah. contests. It's, it's, like... it's also about spinning a baton or. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, about whatever their plan is to save the world. You know, it's like it's about mm. a well-rounded. In Australia, they have a thing called the local showgirl, which is very exciting. Okay. We have like, um, like local shows come to town. I think you, there's similar things here and they'll be like, Probably. Rides and carnies and dogs running around and stuff. Oh, like a, like a fun fair? Yeah, 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 pretty much. But then, then like, yeah, they, they'll have, like, a local showgirl competition right, where okay. um, eligible young ladies from that town enter. And they, they have to do the same thing. They have to put on a fancy frock, do a speech, do a trick or whatever. It's <laughs> a the contest. Yeah, you're not going to believe what I can do with this yeah. ping pong ball. <laughs> um, also, this uh, particular storyline continues a fantastic theme throughout Seinfeld. That I mm. love of just Jerry dating women so far out of his league. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's unbelievable, and even in like I'm a big Curb Your Enthusiasm fan, mm-hmm. and like Larry David is absolutely taking the piss in the latest season. Like he's done it throughout the entire in the latest season. Mm-hmm. He's literally dating Lucy Liu, <laughs> and it's like you're a 75 year old bald man, Larry David. You can't be dating Lucy Liu. <laughs> Fantastic! You've got to you've got to respect that. Yeah, I mean, it was for me. It was the episode where Jerry dates a young Terry Hatcher and is like oh. on the fence about it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, how dare you yeah, be on the fence crazy. about this? Like, it's like, yeah, he's. I mean, I guess he would if you're just the right the lead character. You're writing for yourself. It's like, yeah, of course, mm. I'm gonna date. Yeah, award yourself whoever. Yeah, exactly. Mm. No one can contest it. I've granted myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's not like a suggestion box at the end where you like where you like vote on how like how convincing you find the girlfriends. Yeah. There's no junior writers in the room that are like, you know, have enough courage to be like, Jerry, maybe we should get someone more realistic potentially. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld has the relationship with the women that he dates on the show that like uh, some comedy agencies in the UK have with also producing the TV shows that their acts are on. <laughs> like, oh, what a, what a coincidence that once again, all of our acts have found their way onto it's this TV crazy. show. It's crazy, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, not really funny, that. No, but it's true. It's the but same it is thing true. In Australia. I felt that one. Don't you worry. Yeah. I really okay, good. I'm glad, glad that we just got to bond there. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just I'm just reading right. about the history of uh, history of the Miss America contest. This is fascinating. Jerry is going to Atlantic City to do comedy for the weekend, which is also where the Miss America pageant is going to be. That's important. He uh and he he and this girl can only go out if there's a chaperone because of the rules of the competition, which is insane. But also it's America, so I completely believe it. Mm. Um, and George is explaining about the cotton jerseys. Uh, we then cut to Elaine who is having an interview for a job where Jackie Anassis used to do the job, which seems like 
like why would they it feels weird that they would be replacing jackie anassis in like the mid 90s like i feel as though like she would have been retired long before that no i honestly i think that she carried on working as an editor like well into her like 70s oh okay i think this is actually i think this is actually correct because she was quite because she was quite young in when um when the assassination happened like she was relatively young i think she could have been like she could have been like in her 60s or 70s in the very early 90s alice told me something amazing about the jfk assassination yesterday which is that mm-hmm. the last words that JFK heard were that the, the governor of Texas's wife turned around to him and said, well, Mr. President, you can't say Dallas doesn't love you. <laughs> absolutely incredible. Grief. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, just a, just an absolutely unreal, um, perfect. Curb your enthusiasm moment. Yeah, absolutely. The music plays. Um, yeah, Larry David as the governor of Texas. <laughs> Lucy Liu under his arm as yeah, well. That's right. Yeah, the governor of Texas's wife, Lucy Liu. Um, yeah, and so she has this whole conversation with the woman interviewing her about Jackie Anassis and Grace and how you can't have some Grace and like you don't have Grace. And then she's and then eventually Elaine is like, I don't have any chance, do I? And the woman's like, No. But then the boss, Justin Pitt, comes in. He sees Elaine wearing a sort of Jackie O style headscarf and glasses and is immediately like sexually spruiked mm. by her. Spruiked. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's like, I, I must have her, basically. Um, we then see... I, I, I really love this bit. I, I love that she, like, starts in kind of, in kind of you know, interview mode. And then, and then just can't... She can't resist letting herself be drawn into a dispute about whether or not you can have a little grace. Mm. And she's... Yeah, and she says, I don't have grace. I don't want grace. I don't even say grace. Ugh. And, uh, yeah, I think it's delightful. It's peak Seinfeld dialogue as well, yeah, just yeah, yeah. dissecting, yeah. <laughs> like, the concept of how much of this quality you can have and then, yeah, Elaine just absolutely going childish at the end of it. And another quite sexy moment there for me. Well, you would have loved the next bit when she's sucking on that straw in the diner. Oh, yeah, that's also yeah. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for my new kink that yeah, I have. Your new fetish. Um, yeah, we then see Jerry on the phone to the Miss Rhode Island, uh, and he's like, "Well, you don't want to you don't want to be too congenial, or they'll slap that Miss Congeniality label on you." Um, I don't like how we because even at the ballpark, he's like doing bits to yeah. to the uh, Miss America contestant. Like he's just mm. doing it's like stand up bits. This is this is what I try to say to Milo when he is looking at the ladies on Hinge. Don't do bits with women; they don't like bits it. Bits are no good. Bits are almost worthy of a tap on the. I would tap Jerry at this point if I saw him I, in the comedy yeah, community. I'm like, it. get out of it! You're doing it. You've got a, you've got a <laughs> comedy <laughs> problem. You're doing it too much. Yeah, you need to be in a twelve-step program. No bits. Let, yeah. Let's get to know the real Jerry. Mm. Yeah, you're making you're making the comedy community look bad. So what we're going to do? We're not going to like do anything about you, but we are going to move you to the next state over mm. where no one knows mm. that you got the tag. I think we shadow cancel Jerry for this. Okay, it was like the Catholic Church. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Underground railroad for comedians. Um, yeah. That, I mean that that wasn't the Underground no, no, Railroad no, no. for for. <laughs> pedophile priests that's a different thing entirely yeah no it is a different thing yeah, i feel like that should be clarified <laughs> I, like that I just mean the catholic church appropriating it yeah using using sort of similar methods in some ways but for vastly different purposes um i don't yeah. know how similar the methods are. i'm not i'm not very up on the exact mechanics of that i was i remember one time hearing about someone who thought it was an actual underground railroad though which i thought was very fun i mean like, it like be tunneling. exciting to use all their resources to create an underground railroad to transport uh, these bad people 
Is that what we're talking about? We're we talking about the Catholic Church moving yeah. pedophiles around. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Okay, good. I think that yeah. took a lot to Australia. Actually, there was a, oh, okay. in, in a country town called Bendigo. There was just full. The Catholic Church had a big kind of. Um, Bendigo. Bendigo. That's another fun word to say, that's, and that's a, that's a Bendigo. funny place to send all the pedophiles. Yeah, and they like all a town they, that doesn't sound real. <laughs> It's a real town. There was a gold rush there as well in the 1800s. Oh, okay. And an uprising where the government was almost overthrown by, um, yeah, all these people. All these people came to look for gold. Anyway, this it's not a, a history podcast on Australia, but um, uh, there's a lot of pad- <laughs> pedophile priests there, which is another fun fact about the town. Ah. Oh, there well, you go. there you go indeed. Mm. Mm. So it would be a huge something. underground railroad road to get all the way to Bendigo. <laughs> You would, yeah. Where in Residents Australia? Residents of is the it? city are known as Bendagonians. There you go. There you go. The Benders was right there. You know, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't take it. Um, just disappointed in the great nation of Australia. Um, so uh, yeah, then then basically it turns out the chaperone can't make the date. So then Kramer comes in and he's like, Kramer, would you chaperone this date? And then he's like, What state? Um, which is a great joke. Yeah, it's great. It's I like great the idea joke. that he's he's picky about his Miss America contestants. Okay, first of all, that's correct. Mm. That's correct to be. I think there are some states which are just a washout. We're getting palmed off with some Miss Nebraska. Yeah, Miss can Alaska. Make, no, thank make, you. No. Make one interjection uh-huh. and just just to inform you both that there is a suburb of Bendigo called Jackass Flat. Jackass Flat. Wow. Jackass, Jackass. Flat. Sub. <laughs> Jackass Flat. It's a suburb of the city of Bendigo. It's in the city of Greater, uh, Greater Bendigo, and it has a population of 224. Oh, the suburb does. Well, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Look, yeah. I have never been there, and that um, is a real disappointment to me, but I'll rectify that as soon as I get back to Yeah, if we've got any listeners in home. Bendigo, uh, <laughs> yeah. please do send us a picture from Jackass Flat. Um, please do. Please send us some pictures of your, uh, uh, of your rare star hair and shrub violet. Mm. I don't know what that is, but anyway, it does sound very exciting. They are, they are, <laughs> they are both, uh, both, both, both plants, which they have in Jackass Flat in Bendigo. Oh, yeah. then, so Elaine is then uh, at the cafe with Mr. Pitt, uh, sucking sexy on a straw. He's talking about how she has an uncanny resemblance to Jackie Anassis. I, I mean, I don't think it's supposed to be sexy what she's doing with the straw. I think it's supposed to be ungraceful. Because he's saying that she's so like Jackie, and that she's got, and that she's got grace. I know. And then it smash just... cuts to her like not even using her hands, just like drinking, like just like kind of drinking out the straw like a hamster in a cage. <laughs> you just want a bad girl who doesn't give a fuck, you know. That's the that's the ideal woman. <laughs> you just want a bad girl who you can feed through a straw. <laughs> yeah. Not intravenously. I want a woman with a jaw wide shut. That's what I want. Um, I want an all liquid woman. My mom, my mom, years, my mom and dad years ago, they employed some guy who had a really fat wife and a real um, Johnny Sack situation. And um, at some point, his wife decided that she really wanted to lose weight. I think she was like really, really seriously overweight and she wanted to lose weight for health reasons. And in order to do this, because I mean, this was like the mid 80s, what the doctors recommended was that she had her jaw wide shut for like a period of time. That's what they recommended. Yeah. <laughs> These are medical professionals. Yeah. This was like a thing. I think before they did like gastric band or whatever, so they started, they thought like, well, because then you'll naturally, you'll have to eat less. Like, well, they're not wrong. To... If, you, if you really block an entrance to somewhere, you can't get in. 
And then, and then my mum apparently could not believe what she was seeing because this woman was getting her husband to uh, put things like chocolate gatos into the blender so that so she could drink it. No. Um, yeah. Oh, sh- Which is phenomenal. Unbelievable. Like, I, it's also so creative to think outside the box. Never had such respect for a woman being like, well, I've had the jaw wired shut and then any loopholes I find, that's just bonus. I don't like, that's not going to affect the effectiveness of the jaw wiring. It would also just be like so horrific for you as a man who loves to watch a woman eat. The idea of them getting their jaw just shut, you can't see the meat. You'd never get an erection again. No. Yeah, it's like the anti-fetish. Yeah. It's, not, it's not strictly the eating, it's the chewing that Milo yeah, likes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can take or leave, yeah, he can take or leave the swallowing <laughs> and the processing. <laughs> I reckon. No. He, just needs to, <laughs> he just needs to see those jaws move. Make those jaws clap, ladies. It makes, it makes receiving a blowjob a really <laughs> conflicting experience, I'll tell you that. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then this is intercut with... Uh, uh, George successfully convincing the Yankees coach to shift to cotton uniforms. Uh, we then cut to the apartment. Jerry and Elaine are uh, discussing her new job as uh, Mr. Pitt's personal assistant. And he's like, what does it involve? She's like, well, I help him with his personal affairs. Jerry's kind of raising an eyebrow at this. Uh, Kramer comes in. They're talking about the chaperoning thing. And Jerry's like, yeah, so like at a certain point, like you just excuse yourself, you know, after dinner. And then, and the, and then, Jerry, and then Kramer's like, no, you got the wrong guy. Like, I'm not going to let you defile this woman. Um. <laughs> it is beautiful, Kramer, getting into it. It's like another, like, classic thing of, like, Kramer's character in Seinfeld of, like, how you can never really pick where he, um, where, where his, like, moral compass is. Turns out mm. it's being, like, a huge fan and uh, kind of, yeah, I guess, like, has a moral duty to make sure that the Miss America contest is, is run correctly. It's so bizarre that he's into it. Oh, yeah, he takes it very seriously. It's so, uh, actually quite surprising. <laughs> <laughs> this is like another one of the many hidden depths to but Kramer. also i think it, it, it's a plot hole slightly because initially jerry can't go on the date because they don't have a chaperone or what they need a chaperone and she's worried about getting kicked out of the contest but then he's like i just found a random guy and then i assume that miss the miss rhode island would have had to run that up the tree to someone higher up and be like yeah, hey i've got a guy, random guy to chap- yeah. yeah it's like how would that ever get passed that wouldn't get signed off yeah. at all yeah, that's got to that's got to go to the pageant pageant ombudsman. Yeah, of surely. course. Has this guy been CRB checked? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. What? Sorry. What? Th- sorry. This is the guy you're going on a dates dates with what, his, neighbor. his neighbor. That's just the guy you're you're using as your chaperone. <laughs> I don't yeah, think look, so. It would have he to needs be to fill in these forms. A solicitor, an MP, a police officer, an office, an <laughs> officer of the British Army, or a chartered accountant. Those are the people you're allowed as a chaperone. Or a priest, just not one from Bendigo, yeah. because you don't know what they're up to. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah. I remember at one point uh, it was when it was when Nate was applying for his British passport, and they have the like the famous list of like people of authority who can vouch that you are who you say you are, and one of them always is an officer of the British Army. And then because he was an, a U.S. Army officer, and he was like, oh. No, we never got to sign off on a shit. No, no, we weren't a person of authority. It's like, you're I mean, the... no one in the Australian army is getting like looked upon to like, yeah, sign off. They're not people you want signing off or judgment based things. I mean, like I just don't want to be accused of being patronising again, you... but do you have an army? Oh my God. We've got an army. We're current... A lot <laughs> no, of them no, are currently... No, 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 I know you have an army. I've, I've, I, I, read the, uh, I read the horrific report about oh, yes. uh, how your army <laughs> behaved, uh, uh, yeah. behaved in... Is it... 
where was it? Was it in, was it in Iraq? Was it Afghanistan? Afghanistan. They, yeah, uh, a few of them. They uh, getting behaved uh, suboptimally. Bendigo boys. Yes, uh, the Bendigo. Yeah, a few boys. of them are getting Bendigo brigade. There's a Australian comedian who was like friends with one of them as well. Um, like he used to do like gigs because in Australia you can go do shows for the troops. Oh right, you, okay. can you do? Is that a thing here? Ooh. No, it is. A, it is a thing. Yeah, but only. Yeah, but it's not the sort of thing that you or I would ever be asked to do. It's like kind of. It's like yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't see why not. <laughs> if you're like an arch club comic, if you're like one of those real wizened club guys, they yeah. sometimes get booked to it. Or or you're like a certain kind of TV comic, like McIntyre or someone, or like Paddy McGuinness is the sort of person they would book. You get booked to go and entertain. Is this is very funny. Is, is this very funny, isn't it? That you 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 go to Afghanistan. You you commit crimes against humanity. That's really funny. Do you have a drawer? Really on the army base. Do you have a drawer that you can't oh, open? Because you know, it's full of do guns. You have all, do you have all those? Do you have all those pictures of your of your of yourself uh, looking like you're sexually abusing prisoners? It makes you look rather gay, doesn't it? That's a good. That's a real good. Thank you. McIntyre. He's um he's not famous in Australia at all. Oh, okay. Like so, no one like. Fair play. But um, I can't. Couldn't believe how big he is over here. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, he's like um, he's like the British Husey. You know? Oh, that's good. That's a great reference. He absolutely. Well, Husey is a guy that would go and do the uh the gigs. Right. But it's like yeah, oh, yeah. I've been. I could have gone and done it if I. It's not like in Australia. It's like whoever they've got. Who's oh, okay. who's willing to put their hand up to go? Yeah. No. Here, I think they wouldn't subject you to the troops unless they're sure the troops are going to like you because I feel like you don't you don't want to have a bad gig for the troops. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like usually like Cyprus or like one of those big British army bases that's not in the UK. Like oh, that kind of thing. I think. Well, there's. The- I've I've literally never heard of this happening. So yeah. I'm. It's, um, they send anyone like Australian TV presenters and stuff will just mm. go. They don't even have an act, but they just go and hang out. Yeah, yeah, celebrities just so they get to meet. Them yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah. And yeah. there was um there was a the famous Australian TV presenter called Tanya Zieta, and she went and then was like started having sex with all the troops. Like she had sex with about five or six of these soldiers while she was in Afghanistan. Legend. I really yeah. hope simultaneously. Well, I don't know. Who knows but how I've it all I've got a happened. particular fantasy. You over there, can you chew while I do this? <laughs> <laughs> Open up that ration and let's go. And um, anyway, the story kind of got leaked and she kind of for a brief mm. period of time became like, a bit of a national hero because it was like she went over there. And like, she sucked off our boys. <laughs> And that's exactly what they deserve what for the hard work needs. they're doing. They're protecting us over there. <laughs> <laughs> they need to nut as much as the rest of exactly. us. Exactly. If not more. Yeah, they, these guys were able to stay out there another six months because of the hard work that Tanya Zieta did. <laughs> do you think, Combat do, effectiveness do you think, though, that up. they're like, that they're maybe like not really supposed to like before they go into battle? Like a, like athletes. Because bad luck. Like footballers oh, yeah. are like are, can't be thinking are supposed about to it. kind of, yeah. Because it makes them less aggressive. It'd be crazy well. if that was like part of part of their <laughs> oath like the that rule. they sign up for. <laughs> yeah, the ones the ones who fucked Tanya Zieta are actually the ones who didn't commit the war crimes because they were very calm. They were calm and they had a good like sense of like morality. They were They're able like, to distinguish wrong from this. right. Yeah, she saved lives. So basically, be, so 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 it's doing a kind of public service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was a humanitarian it's... shag. <laughs> So, so what? So, what you're saying it is women's responsibility to prevent men from committing war crimes? Absolutely, yeah, not. But yeah. Tanya took matters <laughs> into her own hands at that point, and yeah, yeah my country thanks her a lot. Mm. Not me personally, but my country <laughs> very much does. I mean, uh, yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I can't. I, I'm, I'm imagining Tanya Zieta being quite hot. This is now my yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, she yeah, was nice. on a big show. Did you have Who Dares Wins here? 
Oh, is no. that the the could you be in the SAS thing? Like oh no the... no 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 no. We have that in Australia. No, this was like right. a crazy show. And I will. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. But it would. Mm. There was this ex Australian cricket. That never out. happens on this show. Yeah, I imagine not. It's yeah. always straight to the. Uh, to the oh yeah, we're beat by beat, serious Seinfeld discussion the whole time. There was this Australian cricketer, Mike Whitney, and he would host this show, and yeah. Tanya Zieta with his sidekick, and they would go around to like big shopping centers in Australia, and like. For, they would have like 50 bucks on them and they would go up to a person and be like, will you let like a man hit a golf ball off your f- head or something? And everyone is all, would oh, always be like, okay. absolutely. Like I'd love, and they would take them out to the car park and just someone. Well, I'm not fucking gay. Yeah. And they, doing, they get the money and then it would end it crazy. Someone would have to like, you know, like drive a, a burning car, like off a bridge or something into a river <laughs> for like a trip to like. Bali or so, like to something not worth it in any way. And Tanya Zieta was always there to pull them out of the car. At right, the end. Okay. Um, so yeah, she was to, she, to revive them. Well, he yeah, needs kind of, CPR. She's just sucking the guy's dick. Yeah, she was just that was her really that yeah. brought him back to life somehow. And that's like we need to get her to Afghanistan. She's really proven she yeah. could do some great work over there. Yeah, yeah, she's got skills. <laughs> Would you like to know some uh, brand new information about Tanya's? Oh, I'd love to. Uh, she has just literally just a few days ago uh, got arrested for uh, causing a public nuisance. No, Tanya, where? What did she do? <laughs> It just says public nuisance. Oh, okay. Well, look, I'll only remember her of the great things she did for my country. So I say yeah. a few days ago, uh, it's was in 2011. Oh, okay. True. <laughs> yeah, a, a few days okay. ago being, yeah, yeah. I misread the article. She's a MILF. I thought you were going to say she's dead. And I was like, that. No. Right, I've, got to, I've got to look at her now. We've got to, we've got to see. She is. She went on to forge a moderately successful career in India's film industry. Yeah, that's right. She became a Bollywood star. Really? Yeah. She was in there for a little bit. I don't know how she ended up doing that, but I think there was also a few Australian cricketers that made it big in um, Bollywood in India. Really? Because yes. huh. when I was – I did a stand-up comedy tour of India once and um, uh, everyone was asking me about Tanya Zieta and Brett Lee, an Australian cricketer. Oh yeah, she's kind of hot. But, she, but she's, not, could, she's not. She's not. She's married right? to guy to a guy who looks kind of like a bogan Jason. Momoa. My God, he looks like he looks terrifying. This man. This. I yeah. mean, this must be a, quite a recent picture. I think of her. Look at yeah, that I man. He's got a Southern Cross tattoo. Oh my God. Yeah. Good Lord. There's some. Uh, oh wow. He's got like a shoulder. Is that is that like kind of supposed to be the arrangement of the stars on the Australian flag? So yeah, that's flag. the Southern Cross, which is yeah above Australia, and it's um pretty much like if you have one of the, it's not a swat sticker, mm. but it's on the way, if you know what I mean. Like it's um, oh right, okay, yeah, it's like it's a it, bit like having a like a Confederate flag or yeah, something. yeah, absolutely. Right, it okay. kind of means that you would um yeah, if there was any kind of patriotic style rally happening in Australia, you would be there. Oh great, yeah, cool. And so that's where Tanya her fa- her family interests were in a manufacturing business so if you want to know who's putting the bricks yeah, down the sewers waters worse than hate Tanya now. <laughs> yeah all that good work she did in overseas on the front line has been erased that's right yeah she's gonna she's gonna have to suck off a lot of guys at the sewage <laughs> treatment plant to make up for her crimes um right so uh kramer jerry and miss rhode island are at dinner um and uh they're sort of discussing miss world tactics and kramer's like yeah that that woman would have uh won the other year if she'd have uh you know taped her breasts together <laughs> it's a crazy line yeah fantastic <laughs> um and then like she's saying that her talent's magic uh and they're sort of discussing that and then uh jerry goes out to the bar to get another drink and and sees that the the yankees are playing in their cotton jerseys and they're winning because they're less hot than the other team 
We then get them in the limo and uh, she asks Kramer to be her personal consultant. And then she goes to kiss Jerry and Kramer's like, uh-uh. I think the chaperone could allow a, a sort of a chaste a kiss. I don't think this would have been all right. He a, a good chaperone. I mean, if he's going to be his her mentor as well, he needs mm. to keep her excited. Maybe yeah. that's what a kiss would do. Maybe that would give her the spark mm. she needed to perform on the bigger stage. Yeah, you've got to be going into this pageant with erect nipples. That's key. Oh yeah, that would really turn the heads of the judges. Yeah. Also, she has a driver. It's like, isn't the driver the fucking chaperone? Mm. Couldn't he the double driver up? Driver can't be trusted. <laughs> his hands hit this driver. He has to say in the yeah, front. I was like, yeah. Kiss her. That's actually, that guy went on to be fake taxi. He started off Oh, as a fake taxi. Driver. Dude, yeah. I was in a car once with Tom Walker. And I, I mean, it's probably common over here, but we pulled up <laughs> behind a car. He made me fuck him to pay for the journey. <laughs> I was like, I've got no money. And he said, there's one way. We can, <laughs> we can settle way. this up. Yeah. No, there was a fake taxi. He's doing it all as mime. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, Tom Walker's fake taxi is just, he like, just walks you down the road. He makes me come and with makes it. driving motions with his hands. Yeah, he's <laughs> miming being racist while he mimes driving the car. Um, yeah. The fake taxi sticker, I've, I've, I'm starting to see it on cars quite a lot. Yeah, like people rocking the fake taxi merch. Yeah, that's mad. Which is insane. Yeah, you can get them on Etsy. Is it Big John's Etsy store? I was going to get my, I was going to get Milo one for his birthday, right. and then I thought, it's like, a good it's quite, it's quite difficult to have a joke sticker on your car which has got quite, which is kind of like sticky with like 10 different coats of irony and so there's like nothing really you can do about it other than say like oh yeah no, I know it looks like I've got like a weird porn sticker on my car but actually it's funny because um because I know it's weird and they're just like launching into this like <laughs> launching this like explanation you absolutely can't yeah, put can it you imagine like car. picking up a girl from a date on in the, <laughs> no, the fake <laughs> you've got taxi. the fake taxi yeah just the <laughs> Would really would really change the vibe of my car quite a lot. It also just wouldn't look good. I drive a 2001 Toyota, like, CRV. It's, like, a bad car. Oh, yeah. Putting no, fake taxi. Yeah. There's no, like, irony. Like, on that car, it just looks That's like I'm okay a huge car, fan. I think. Pretty, pretty old now. That's, like, It's pretty... so old. But then again, Japanese cars, they just don't... They just, they just it just doesn't... Break. It just keeps going. Going and going. I, rec- going. I recently did a voiceover for Honda in Australia, and it was, okay. like, I... I asked, I didn't ask for a new car, but I asked for like, instead of the money, I was like, is it possible you could give me a new Honda car? Mm-hmm. And they, they said, no, they wouldn't do it. So I just got the money instead. But that's how much I love the Honda that I was willing right, to, okay, yeah. to keep going. With that so brand. Honda, if you're, if you're listening, he loves mm. Honda so much that he is willing to do an advert just based on mm. feel. And I will put the fake taxi sticker on the back of it if that sweetens the deal as well. Yeah. Why not? Mm. Yeah. The fake taxi Honda CRV. That would be good if the fake taxi was a really ancient vehicle. Like they're just, you know, they're just like swiping like Burger King cups and stuff out of the way in the back. Like, sorry, you can you can throw that on the floor. Yeah, don't worry. Sorry about. Don't worry about that towel. That's fine. Just uh, <laughs> it's got like dog hair on it. Like, don't worry about that. Just <laughs> like a dog towel. It just smells of shit everywhere. No, no, get in. It will be good. It'll be good. Trust me. Yeah, yeah I do yeah, this all fine. the time. Yeah, it's all good. I got some wet wipes back yeah. there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not going to put them down the drain, though, because I wouldn't no, do I'm that. I'm a good I respect, I respect the sewers. I'm not like Tanya Zayeda. No, I'm actually... I hate this woman. I'm a respecter of the sewers. <laughs> uh, back at the apartment, Kramer is like, you can't stop this woman winning, Jerry. And then Jerry's like, I don't want to stop her. <laughs> which, is, which is a funny interaction. That Kramer has suddenly taken the assumption that Jerry now doesn't want her to win the pageant yeah. for no reason. Um, uh, George comes in and is yelling about how great his new uniforms are. Jerry invites him to come to Atlantic City with him. We then cut to Elaine 
has brought Mr. Pitts's new socks. He's trying them on. He says they're too tight. Jerry phones up and is like, do you want to come to Atlantic City? And we get this kind of like weird, I guess they're kind of riffing on a like, can Elaine come out and play mm. type thing? Is that the... Yeah. Yeah. And she's kind yeah. of grounded. Yeah. I guess because she's failed so miserably in this sock challenge. Mm. But they're also, yeah. they're like tube socks. They're like white athletic socks. And he's saying they're too tight. Too like, tight. Yeah. They're not like a dress sock. They're like an elasticated. He was saying they need more elastic. They're not elasticated enough. But I think, I guess the point is at its core is that he is the most annoying old mm. cunt alive. That does seem to be what they're going for. I think that was in the stage direction. <laughs> That's what they wrote. <laughs> Mr. Pitts brackets in the most annoying <laughs> old cunt <laughs> way imaginable. Um, yeah, so then he's like, well, I really wanted my new socks today. So Elaine's like, oh, I can't come. Then at the hotel, we get Kramer is telling Mr. O'Darland about the importance of poise. Uh, Jerry and George are discussing how Elaine can't come because of socks. Um, and then they're in bed and they hear all these pigeons making noise outside. And Jerry's like, oh, I'll scare them off. And he goes and tips the ice bucket over the balcony. Um, then in the morning, we get uh, that Miss Rhode Island is devastated because all the doves she needs for her magic trick have been drowned. Oh, my God. And it all put, comes together. In their cage. And then Jerry sort of, sorry, Kramer sort of Columbo style is like, these doves were murdered. Yeah. He knows. I love when he figures it out. And then Jerry realizes he's in the shit. He realizes he's stuffed yeah. up. Yeah, because he comes in and he realizes that, you know, uh, Jerry's got the ice bucket on the thing. And, you know, and Jerry's like, it was an accident. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the whole thing is just bizarre. Like, why would, why would you throw a bucket full of ice at pigeons to get rid of them? It does seem crazy. Clap your hands. It does seem like, I mean, a lot of the Seinfeld writing, and I'm sure you guys have discussed this, is quite formulaic. Like, there is four central storylines that all come together. At the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same way with Curb. But I mean, that is the beautiful thing about it. But mm. this particular episode, I was like, they've absolutely had a crack at trying to... Bri like, these are... Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a bit... The line's a bit thin in a few of these. Like, why would you throw yeah. an ice bucket at, at pigeons? Even I wouldn't do that. No. I'm feral. I'd I'm do anything. I'm a terrible <laughs> person. I wouldn't even think to do that. Yeah, I think that's more the thing. It's not that I morally wouldn't do it. It just wouldn't... If you were like, you've got to get rid of these pigeons, my first thought wouldn't be like, well, where's the ice bucket? Yeah, and he does it so confidently. He just walks over and gets it and does it. Yeah. Yeah, but clapping your hands isn't going to do anything, particularly if the pigeons are below as they are on this episode. And would an ice bucket drown the pigeons? That's the other thing. Like, they're in a cage, yeah. I, I assume. Don't think the, I don't think the ice bucket does drown them. I think that it's supposed to have frozen them. And so they're in the cage in the now. I will. I, I don't think that it could have possibly strange. frozen them because Jerry and George are sleeping with the door to the balcony open. He just wa waltzes mm. out there. So, what temperature is it in Atlantic City at the time? To to like, do you know what I mean? Like, well, so it's got to be air conditioned. It's a hotel in America. I mean, you know. Yeah. So like the the it just can't be cold enough that the. That, how big are doves? <laughs> now I'm losing. Yeah. Are doves tiny? Because if they were really tiny, like a They're sparrow. Like pigeon sized, I think. And yeah, yeah well, then and a bucket the of cage ice water is You see the cage, it. it's not like. It's, it's, it's barred. So there's no way the water level in the cage could be more than like half an inch. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that I don't think the pigeons drowned. Oh, I don't think, I think so either. the pigeons got too. I think I think they're like they have to be kept at a, like a certain like a certain kind of Goldilocks temperature. Well, then maybe there's another point to this episode, and maybe it's mm. that Jer Jerry's an innocent man. Mm. And there was another... And something, something else, else happened, happened to the doves. There was another murderer. There was a second shooter. Ah, yeah. A second ice bucket. On the grassy knoll. I was like tasing <laughs> yeah. all the doves. Well, don't worry, doves. At least Atlanta loves you. That's right. Atlantic City, sorry. <laughs> there we yeah. go. 
There right. we go. It's just, it's very hot. It's very hot. It's it very is. hot in my it house. It's quite hot here. We're <laughs> it is Scotland. quite hot here as well. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, we get the Miss we get the Miss America show, and she's now had to replace her talent with very bad singing. Jerry and George are watching it, and they're like, "No, nah, that's a shame." <laughs> they're so dismissive, but I think that's quite the, the funny. Like, yeah, George's carefree attitude is uh, something to behold. Yeah, I didn't write Milo and Phoebe in my notes here, but I could have done. Um, <laughs> watching, um, watching a terrible live at the Apollo appearance and going, that's a shame. <laughs> oh, that's a, sh- that's a shame. Um, yeah, but it's fine because live at the Apollo is um, it's medicinal. So as we have discussed. Yeah, it is sort of like Miss America in the sense that it's all really decided by the swimsuit round. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then they turn over to the Yankee game and... Um, it, the Yankees are all, they can't play because their uniforms have all shrunk. So they're running really awkwardly. This is the most insane element of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, just wash it at the right temperature. I don't. Well, the cotton, the, they don't have spare uniforms. It's like, as, and it's just like, I mean, that is a plot. I mean, the beauty of Seinfeld is, of course, you know, anything can happen. But like this fat idiot, George Costanza, just pitches this <laughs> to the coach to change the fabric of a baseball. Like they don't have. Hundreds of people working there just deciding what they wear. Like, it's just, it, it boggles the mind. Yeah, it boggles the mind to me that they're wearing some kind of unbreathable polyester in the first place. Like, surely they're wearing fucking air techs or surely something. Surely they're like. wearing the, the finest thing money. This is the Yankees we're talking about. This is one of the biggest sporting organizations yeah, in the world. Their budget's got to be huge. 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 Yeah. They would have someone in charge of uniforms. Their entire job is based around making sure the uniforms are the best possible baseball uniform you could wear. Mm. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if this is based on based on anything though. Well, the time like, the Yankees lost a game because their uniforms still shrunk in the wash. <laughs> it's a no. more natural fiber. Um, now you're going to Google that, and it's going to turn out to be true. It may well be. It like may well Cotton be. Like Cotton Eye Joe being problematic. Uh, this was a, on the previous episode of the show. Uh, Phoebe was telling a story about how her her boyfriend was talking about how he remembers uh, growing up in Cornwall. There would always be barn dances where they would play Cotton Eye Joe and then Phoebe as a joke said oh you know that song's really racist and then he was like don't do this to me and then Phoebe's like no no I'm joking and then they googled it and it turned out that it actually was racist <laughs> yeah T- horrible horrible time you have the lathe I felt, ver- I felt very guilty yeah yeah they should take the lathe away from me really they should um no one's strong enough they are made of polyester oh well there you go the uniforms worn by all Major League Baseball teams are made from polyester. Well, yeah, that's the thing. As if, like, one club can just change. the. I mean, it would be league approved, I imagine. Oh, do you think? Do you think there are, like, illegal fibres in there? You can't wear spandex, not after what yeah, happened. 100% there would be. It's like there's got to be, like, rules and regulations in what every team plays in. Do you think that goes for... I'm fascinated as to whether that goes for clothes, though. I mean, you, think you can't really get an unfair advantage from clothes. But also baseball is a, essentially a sport where you just walk. Like, there's not a lot going on. It's not like football where you're running around. Like, if you, you, one team, you know, was wearing a, a, a three-piece suit and the other team got to wear, like, running shorts, it would be a huge... But, like, baseball, it's like, they just stand there and hit the ball. Yeah, that's true. You could do it in a three-piece suit. It's, as a side note, maybe the worst game in the world, baseball. Yeah, it does. It does It suck. does. It sucks so much. It's really boring. I've tried to watch it. Like, I like American sports and it just, and I love cricket. Like, cricket's one of my, and it just, I, th- I think it's one of the worst things to ever be existed, to ever be existed, to ever exist. <laughs> to ever be existed. <laughs> to ever be existed. I'm going to stand by that. I think it's one of the worst things. I'm going to quote Sam Taunton saying, it's one of the worst things to ever be existed. 
and I, you can you can take that to the bank. You, you can, can take, take that, that to the, the Newcastle bank. Credit Union. <laughs> <laughs> um, we close with a bit uh, where we're talking about uh, Miss America being a tough competition because they have to change outfits a lot. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he's like, why do they? They should make them do that in like the pentathlon. Yeah, that would be good. Um, yeah, like one round three, should, doing a javelin in a three-piece a- suit. Mm. Yeah, there should be a formal wear portion. Wait, no, that's the heptathlon. <laughs> the pentathlon's like shooting and horse riding. And is it shot put? I have, I have no, no idea, idea either. Because the uh, right, so the modern pentathlon is based on the ancient pentathlon, which was supposed to be like all of the skills that the ancient soldier was supposed to have. Oh. And they invented the modern pentathlon like in and around the time of the First World War, and they were like, so it's all the skills the modern soldier should have. So it's like shooting, sword fighting, yeah, um, uh, riding a horse. And that's why they get given a random horse. Like, it's not their horse. Because it's like a soldier should be able to ride any horse horse that he's issued. Um, And that's how we got to see the horse get punched in the head. Oh, from your show? Yeah. Oh. They should update it now and be like... Because you know how there's like three-on-three basketball and stuff in the Olympics now? Just now it's like skateboarding into like, I don't know, trying to finish a vape or something. Like whatever trying the modern finish a vape. Like whatever the modern stuff people are doing. Like yeah, that's the modern, modern, the modern soldier. You gotta be able to masturbate in a portaloo. Um, get sucked off by Tanya Zieta. <laughs> get fucked Tanya. <laughs> Bring Tanya Zieta to climax. <laughs> um uh, murder a civilian, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, all the good stuff. As you know, they were murdering civilians back in the day. Yeah, of too. course. Yeah, that was a big part. No one cared. Arguably a bigger yeah, no, part. Yeah, of that, it yeah, that, no one made yeah, a thing of it. Not, that's not some kind of new. It wasn't a pesky <laughs> little inquiry, you know, by governments. It was just like all fair play. Mm. Yeah, it's like that thing about how you know, like le- left-handedness has increased like fifty-fold since nineteen hundred. It's not because there are more left-handed people. It's because yeah. now people, you know, they're, they're noticing that people are left-handed. Yeah. Same thing with the war crimes. You know, they're yeah, now. Of course. Now suddenly, oh, we're bothering to check. <laughs> now it's suddenly wrong, but yeah. Suddenly I mean... it's a problem. Hang on, <laughs> we've been doing this for years. Now you're just taking an interest all of a sudden. We've yeah, got now ways you're of just doing sticking things. your head into the room, but it's been happening in there for the, the last millennia. Yeah, just because you're having your little convention in Switzerland, <laughs> we're not. doesn't mean we're going to change what we're doing. God, that was, that was a very that loud so email loud. notification. Came through. Oh, um, what did time's your show, by the way? Uh, 4.35. Oh, okay, yeah, you're good. So we're okay. Um, yeah, I don't believe in, be- in being left-handed. I think it's just attention-seeking. Interesting. You think you should learn to mm. just push through with the right. Yeah, that's right. You know, you know, like in the past when they used to make left-handed kids write with their right hand and it made them really traumatized? Um, I think they should bring that back. Yep, it made makes them sense. traumatized. I guess, yeah, it would be annoying. You'd be bad at writing. Mm. So, yeah, and then... I think it was more because it was like, I think they were like possibly like physically forced to do it. Oh, like around a time when like you could be hit by a teacher. Holy. That's like, that's, incre- that's, incre- that's incredible that it's like so within living memory that you could be physically hit by a teacher. That's fucked up. Oh, yeah. yeah, my dad would tell me stories of like um, getting the cane at school. Mm. Yeah. And just talking yeah, about yeah. they have to open their hand and get it. And I'm like, that seems... <laughs> Imagine if, yeah, my, if that happened to your my, kid. My, my, dad got, my dad got hit at school. Mm. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, talk about people taking an interest in war crimes. It's like <laughs> it's like the amount of kids that are not getting hit. Like the world has improved. So people often say like there's no, the world's never been in a worse place. But, man, it's pretty good. Yeah, it has improved. You know, there are lots of things that have improved yeah. over the years. You used to just be able to like just hit a child. Not yeah. your child either, just the, any child. The removal of just BDSM a, from any, schools any child has definitely been an improvement. You. Just kicking a child. Yeah. And other parents would probably like, thank you for it if you hit another oh, yeah. child. They'd be like, they deserved it. 
it was like my my friend Mick went and lived in Cairo for a bit because he was trying to learn Arabic, yeah. and uh, he would like chat to like all the neighbors and stuff because he was trying to practice Arabic as much as possible. So he got to know this guy who like ran the butcher's shop up the street, and one day he's like leaving. Now he's like a very tall, gangly, blonde guy. He's like six five and like built like Slender Man. He's kind of so sort of flouncing yeah. down the street. And then these like local Egyptian kids who don't really speak English, but the only English they know is fuck you. <laughs> so okay, like, ah, oh, mister, you. fuck you, fuck you. And then he's just kind of like ignoring it, like yeah. whatever. They're like nine, I don't know. And then he like, he walks past the butcher's shop and the butcher sh- comes out and he's like, you should beat these children. And then he's like, I- I'm not going to. I'm not going to beat the children. And then he's like, no, no, you should beat them. That's the only way they're going to learn. You know, that's, that's what, and then, and then he's like, well, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, then I will beat them. No. He's like, the butcher's like striding over there. <laughs> like, this is the fucking neighborhood police force. <laughs> the butcher is going to slap the shit out of your kid. Oh my God. The idea of beating up a kid is terrifying. I ran into a kid the other day on the Royal Mile. Like he ran into mm-hmm. me and he tripped over and like his parents, his mum looked at me like I was the absolute devil. Like, because I, I didn't mean to trip him, but he just ran in and just hit the deck pretty hard. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, shit, sorry. But like, <laughs> Probably it, that, shouldn't be running. You've learned a lesson, kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But 50 years ago, I could have, like, just walked away and it would have been fine. But now I've got to pretend like I care You could have jeweled his father. Yeah, oh, that would have been fun. Mm-hmm. At 10 paces out the front of Edinburgh Castle. Just yeah, yeah, you hand him a sword. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, they should add that to the modern uh, modern heptathlon. Yeah, that'd be a good way to like uh, <laughs> whittle down the competition. Yeah. Attacking strangers' children, as any soldier would need to exactly, do. Exactly. Yeah. So then Jerry is like, the only round that matters anyway is the bathing suit round. He's like, everyone looks good in formal wear. That's why people get married in formal wear. Because if you got married in bathing suits, and you were like, does anyone have any objection? Like everyone's hand would be up. It's a good, a good bit. Yeah, but then again, that is, that, that is a good. That bit. assumes a degree of disparity between the bride and groom, which there probably isn't. Like, can you really object to two ugly people getting married? You got to be like, yeah, that's socially it would be what. Oh, two ugly people getting this married is terrific. Yeah. That's because um, that's what you hope that two ugly people find each other. The worst yeah. situation is if an ugly person ends up with an absolute hottie. And yeah. you're like, how did come on? <laughs> I like the phrase that two ugly people found each other as though there's like an ugly guy sitting around going like, where am I going to find an ugly woman? <laughs> oh, if only there were any ugly women around. Good. There's not an ugly and woman in so this hard, goddamn city. If you city. do find one, they're so hard to get. <laughs> there are many more ugly men than there are ugly women. So I would, ag- I would agree with that. Just flag that up think that's statistically likely? I think men yes, are in general sort of less true. appealing than me- than women. You've only got to look through the fringe, man, fringe so. guide. I was having this conversation last night. Mm. Just like men are aesthetically much worse than women. And yeah. simply, I think it's an effort thing. Some of these like yeah. iPhone photos that are just being taken of men and that's their fringe poster mm. or their fringe picture in the guide. They look terrible. Like, you know, the women have at least had a shower. <laughs> But there's there's something about that. Sam treating the fringe yeah. guide like I treat Milo's hinge, just like nope. nope I mean, nope, honestly, nope. I kind of was. I was like, this is disgusting. It's making me feel sick. Just earning the pain. I don't want to be in a hot room with that yeah. guy. But then I think also for men that has a kind of flattening quality where like so many men's appearance becomes like just a guy. Yeah. That it's like it's hard to have a strong reaction to it either way. Whereas I think because women put more effort into their appearance. The occasional way you see something really... It's hard to have a strong reaction to you because you don't fancy men. 
Oh, if I you see. Are, if you are sexually stuck with men for what, whatever reason, then you definitely a, have a reaction to this. Sexually stuck with men. Sexually stuck. Can you be more pessimistic about <laughs> who you're attracted to? Sexually trapped. Stuck in the middle with men. Yeah. No, right. we're all right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the men, the men who you think of as just a guy have a much more visceral effect on the uh, on the women who on the women who mm. sleep with men, and for I, I imagine for the men who sleep with men as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, there's Every, everyone needs there's to everyone needs to get someone, in and give give these well, fellas a kick. That's, in. that's what I find really fascinating about gay relationships is that obviously one of them's always better looking than the other in a way that's like it's much more obvious than it is with a, oh, with a heterosexual couple point. because you can kind of like it's a bit of an apples and oranges comparison. Yeah. Whereas with whether it's like if it's, it's two, two men or two women, you can it's like much closer to being like one of you is you both know who the hotter party is here. Yeah. That's interesting because I like the the gay couples that I that I know are all like absolutely squarely in the same bracket. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I know still... I can believe that, but I mean, nevertheless, regardless, there's like in in the event that there is any disparity, it's really obvious. Yeah. No, I'm, just, I'm obviously I'm just basing this on like mm. the people that I know, so it's not so it's not like it's not, it's like, not mathematically scientific ideal. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it's not a scientific uh, inquiry. <laughs> Um, I th- like also like I suppose if you're like just like just a guy, there's basically very little you can do about it apart from like get a decent haircut and mm. yeah, but also stuff. Y- like you but don't if have you're a woman, d- you can do a bunch. Yeah, of stuff. but you don't have to do much to like as a guy. It's just like just wear a clean shirt, mm. make sure your hair is somewhat clean. Yeah, there's no food around yeah. your mouth. I mean, you'd probably love that, Milo. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's gonna turn me gay. <laughs> yeah. don't get me don't get me hot under the collar, Sam. Don't do that. But that's all you have to do. Wear a pair of jeans that don't don't have, you know, stains on. And that's actually all you have to do. And then people will fuck you. All right, fucking little Fauntleroy over here. Wear a pair of jeans that don't have stains on them. Okay. Don't have food around your mouth. Think guys we had the queen on the podcast. Okay, well here is my here is my here is my position Mm. on on the on the kind of general physical attractiveness of men. You you lot have a much harder time in the summer because You've got to be to like for, for to look good in to look good in shorts as a man is a like you've got to, you've got to be a hottie. you've got to be you've got to be a bit of a piece mm. to look okay in like men's summer clothes in the autumn and winter you're fine you put a man in a nice soft jumper and he is automatically well like JLD chewing on a mm. Werther's original it drives women's or, minds or, crazy or whatever it's like drawing whereas a line women, in front of a chicken they can't handle it you put a man in some kind of cricket women's, jumper oh. yeah whereas women's summer clothes um drive men to distraction because of sundresses mm. this is why women and men are not suited for each other because in the summer um They're women in, heat in different seasons wow. this is so, this Ex- is a yeah, great yeah, yeah. The cuffing, the cuffing season for men and women is at different times of the year oh, because autumn. men see women in sundresses and they're like, "Oh my god, look at these sundresses! Like this is a this is a, this is a beautiful, perfect siren. She must be mine." Terrific Whereas impression the woman, of a man, by the way, that was wonderful. Whereas, That's how I you, think all you. the time. <laughs> that, that That's what I think because you because you because you know if you're a man, if you're a man and you uh, and you see women in, in in a sundress and you automatically think, "Oh, what a beautiful siren!" It must be. Whereas this if you're a woman, goddess, she calls to me. <laughs> A visit, yeah, yeah, line. That's in how the, I think. All in the, the sundress, you are very aware of your power uh, in the sundress. Mm. Whereas a man in a soft jumper, fucking hell. Mm. So yeah, so my so autumn would be a good time. Is the only time men and women can truly date. Yeah. Is what you're saying? 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the sort of the vernal equinox yeah, is yeah, when yeah. men yeah. and women are in a similar wow. state. Such of, a yeah. narrow window. That's that's it's good. Such to a know. narrow window. Mm. It's such a narrow window because like women want to like want to like kind of couple up like when it's cold so they can like put their freezing feet on someone, whereas men mm. want to couple up when they see sundresses. Yeah. So as a man, your option is you can just sweat through wearing a fucking cable knit jumper in July and hope for yeah, the best. Po- yeah, pop down to the, the best, beach yeah. in a little nice little turtleneck. You'll be fine. Yeah. Why not? Like it's got better over recent years because the men, because of the boom in the men's shorts industry. Like when I was a when I was a teenager, it was all cargo shorts as far as mm. the eyes can see, and those are the least attractive garment in the history of garments. Like those long cargo, yeah. The long cut with the with the with the pockets on the legs. Yeah, that was if a I real. A, that's a bad point in human a, history, right? Yeah. There, if I see if I see a man mm. with pockets on his legs, like my immediate response is like, look, woomph, clothes are on up. Yeah. That's the sound of Phoebe hitting him on the head with a big mallet. Um, uh, so I'm mindful of the fact that we've been going for an hour and 40 minutes. Um, right. It remains for us only to thank Sam very much for joining us. Oh, no, thank you for having me, guys. Uh, it's been an absolute treat. And I have learned much more than I thought I would on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Sam, is there anything you'd like to plug to our loyal hogs? Yeah, listen to my podcast. I have a podcast. Oh, shit, yeah. It's called The Good Stuff with my friend Tom Cashman. And um, yeah, he's a nice guy. Love to see him. Yeah, and we talk. We're pretty funny. So listen to that podcast. Mm. That's it. Fantastic. Um, Great. Um, Well, we will uh, see you in a week for this podcast. Other than that, goodbye. Bye. Bye.